I've just entered the room with a half a cup of milk. And Only half a cup? Only half a cup, you loser. I don't want to waste it. I already said why, because it's going to be greasy milk by the end of it. I'm not going to drink it all. I'm going to drink it. I'm saying now, before we start, I'm going to drink the milk afterwards. Wait, after what, Tim? So I entered the, the room, not with only milk, but also three sli- three half slices of pizza. Okay, so by popular request, I say by popular request, we received a request to try pizza dipped in milk. So we're going to try pizza dipped in milk. Do you have anything more to add? No, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so pepperoni. Okay, do you want to go first? I think she does it at the same time. <laughs> You're breaking off a tiny chunk. You're so like conservative. I'm just like dipping this whole slice. In this. It's going to get messy. Yeah, it's it's going to get messy. There's going to be milk everywhere. Oh, okay, fine, fine, fine. Okay, immediately, I should have got napkins. <laughs> I don't think I've got enough milk or the milk's not the right milk. Is it like skimmed? It is semi-skimmed milk. Sorry, Ting. It's true. I don't know. I think it's fine. I quite regularly drink milk with pizza, though, so. I don't think we need, we need full fat milk. Oh, come on. I think maybe this pizza is not doughy enough. I think the pepperoni is at least doughy. We should have gone to the hut. Mmm. There's still time. We could place an order now. We'll be ready by the time we're halfway through recording. Well, I give the pepperoni pizza dipped in milk a thumbs up. I think it's quite good. You look really unimpressed. It's not distinctive at all. It's not slapping me slapping me in the face. It's not grabbing me by the balls. I expected much more. Or were they YouTubers being YouTubers and just over just overreacting? Alright, alright. So let's try Hawaiian then. The pineapple's falling off. Why am I gonna have to just dip the pineapple in with my fingers like a peasant? Mmm. Why have I never thought of dipping pineapple in milk? It's going to be like a terrible ASMR video where we're just making chewing sounds. Such a waste of good pizza. Oh, this milk is greasy. It's like bad cereal now. What's the verdict? Mm. You still prefer full fat? Hmm. To be fair, this milk probably will be full fat by the time we finish dipping it in. We'll go again. I don't know. If I soak it into the crust for a bit longer, it tastes like unsweetened cereal. Mm. Oh, I'm moving on. You're moving on to the Supreme. You're rolling it up. It was quite a smart play. Maybe we should we should do other foods dipped in other drinks. <laughs> like send requests too. No fuck gaming. This is how this becomes a terrible food blog instead. It's like shit dipped in piss. (laughs) Don't go there, please. Someone will send that in. (laughs) Okay, so we've both rolled up the Supreme Pizza for more surface area. You're swirling it. I'm swirling it, yeah. I want to get. How desperate. (laughs) I want to get more of this milky goodness. I don't know. I mean, maybe the pizza bread is just so saturated with fat, the milk is just not getting in. Maybe we should have used more expensive pizza. <laughs> I had a friend who always dipped his McDonald's french fries in his chocolate milkshake. Was he pregnant? No. But he was a fat bastard, though. 
fat shaming is not okay, T. Really unless sorry. it's Kim Jong Un. <laughs> I'm really sorry. <laughs> Well, that's three slices of pizza. Wasted. You finished your pizza. <laughs> yeah, it's delicious. The pizza is delicious, but I feel like it's wasted if putting in the milk. I would say I don't really see the point of this beyond just eating the pizza and drinking the milk. That is my reductionist judgment on this. No one was sick. No. No. No, I have no feelings. How disappointing. How disappointing. So last weekend you went to sweep the ice. It wasn't ice. I was very disappointed, actually. So it's not, it wasn't on ice. No, did I not tell you this? It was on plastic. You did not tell me this. Oh, okay. I told so many other people this already. Many, many other people have asked, oh, how was curling? And I was like, it was kind of on plastic and really disappointing. (laughs) It was fun, but it would have been way better on ice. Kinda on plastic. What does that mean? It was on plastic or it wasn't? It, it was kind of on plastic. It, it was straight up on plastic. It was on plastic and the plastic was kind of like fit together by giant jigsaw dovetailing of panels. And so you would slide the, what do you call a curling stone? Just a curling stone. It's not like a puck or something, is it? It doesn't That's have a, a whimsical name. Anyway, you would slide the curling stone thing and it would kind of like catch on the edges and like go bumping off and, <laughs> you know, bit of a, bit of a wreck. And also, when you try to polish the ice, in inverted commas, in front of it, it just made it slower because it was just like, it was just plastic. It was just plastic and they gave you a broom and you just like shook some dust in front of the stone. It's just for show. Oh, you didn't have like very liquid or anything just to Oh, that would have been amazing. Friction. Imagine if they'd given you like bubble mixture or some fairy liquid. Yeah. No, unfortunately not. Unfortunately not. It was literally just white plastic. Did you crush it at least? Did I crush it? No. You know, we split up into teams, won a few games, lost a few games, whatever. It was quite fun. It's it's harder than it looks. At least it's harder than it looks when it's on plastic. Did you do any throwing? I don't know if it, if throwing is the right verb. What, like hoofing it through the air? Yes, I was sliding it on the ground. Yeah, but throwing the stone sounds much better than sliding the stone. I, I did actually one time throw it too enthusiastically and actually just lift off the ground and just like <laughs> crashed back to the ground. I was like, oh, whoops. And another time, I didn't let go. I kind of just like kept holding on and I just like kind of like threw myself over. <laughs> Too much excitement. So the kit is the proper kit. So the stone is like a proper stone as yeah, far yeah, as you yeah. can tell. No, no, it was a big granite puck of stone that had been highly polished. Sounds like fun. It was quite fun. You can go. It's in Guantong. I'm probably saying that wrong. Guantong? Yes. That okay. one, that place. Yeah. Try it out. Have you, have you played golf before? I've been to a driving range. I've never played golf, golf. Would you want to go to a driving range? Yeah, why not? Do you want to cultivate a golf habit? Do you play golf? I've been to the driving range a few times. Okay. But I've never taken lessons. I've never, it's not a habit. I wouldn't call it a habit because I'm not very good. Yeah, I have no idea either. I went there many years ago once. Well, let's go. Let's go. Let's go play golf. Yeah, we should. Let's go play golf and report back next time. Oh, Sometime in the future. <laughs> Report back in a year's time. Can we start talking about toilet stuff again? Go on then. Do you have a panic pile of pants? What? Where, you know, if, if you're now you wearing these pants, you need to do... No, because you have someone to do laundry for you. So it's okay. I don't, I don't understand what you mean. So I have, like, my regular pants and I have a 
I said a pair. Do you mean pants in the American sense? No, I don't. Or you mean in the British sense? The British sense, of so course. Underwear. Underwear. Okay. So I have a set of underwear where the elastic is just gone, and I don't. I leave it there because I know that when I'm starting to wear them, I need to do some laundry. But I realise you're a successful person, so you have don't have this problem. I just like buying pants sometimes. I think I have like, yeah, I have a weekly laundry cycle because someone else does my laundry、uh, once a week. But I have like twenty pairs of pants. I think I'm at round fifteen. So if I don't do it for two weeks, I'm short. Yeah, I was even given. I've been given exciting pants. I was given exciting pants by some friends who came to visit. Is that okay to give pants as a gift? I don't know. They they came to stay and to say thank you. They posted me a packet of twenty toffee crisps and a pair of exciting pants, and they wrote this on the outside of the you know on like the customs declaration. It said toffee crisps times twenty, exciting pants times one. They were very exciting pants. They're like rainbow coloured. Can we get matching pants? What? <laughs> why? I don't know why. You just think this would be funny. Get matching pants to play golf in. Yeah, or we can do like Lost Levels Club. Lost Levels Club pants. Yeah. What's the demand for Lost Levels Club pants? You know, lots of podcasts and YouTube channels do things like this. Did you know that Hello Internet is doing custom trainers? They cost a hundred and fifty pounds if you want a pair. I don't know why I'm giving Hello Internet free advertising. It's not like they're not successful enough already. Well, you know, they may. Maybe they get some kickbacks. Yeah, I doubt、karma. it. I doubt they're going to listen to this. I was going to say, you know, something along the lines that people can shit on us, literally. But <laughs> there's weird people on the internet, Ting. Don't tempt them. Don't tempt them. You know, people will buy the pants just so they can follow through. Just so they can follow through <laughs> and send us pictures to lost loves. No, please don't. Please don't. Please send them to CGP Grey instead. No, don't do that. He won't read them. Don't do that. <laughs> Yeah, maybe just get him to listen to this podcast and give us a thumbs up. That'd be nice. Probably give us a thumbs down, or actually, he'll give us a very useful critique, no doubt. Perhaps, perhaps. Welcome to Lost Levels Club. Welcome to Lost Levels Club. We have with me tonight, Sir Michael. Hello. Oh, you could you do like a toodle? No, but that's a but goodbye. Yeah, toodle, toodle, pip is a goodbye. Can、Top of the morning to you. Top of the morning. To you. I can't do that. You can just do it. Follow through. Follow through. Or if you're insisting, no, no more toilet humour. And you are Tingathy. Tingathy. You're yeah. Well, you're therapist. <laughs> yeah. T- Let's be clear. <laughs> you're right. That's that's true. You have been yeah. My therapist. Oh dear. You're much cheaper than a real therapist. I just have to pay you some pizza and a glass of milk. I think you'd rather you didn't get paid. Okay. Anyway, moving on. What have we been playing? Zelda Breath of the Wild. Surprise, surprise. I've been I've been playing Zelda Breath of the Wild and The Binding of Isaac Afterbirth Plus on the Switch because I have actually been away for two weeks. I was in Singapore, Malaysia, on a family holiday. I didn't ask you about that. It's not much to say. I missed a trick. I just I ate a lot. I actually gained like three kilograms in the space of two weeks, which is quite a lot. It's quite a lot when you're not deliberately trying to gain weight, and I played the Switch because I brought it with me. Woohoo! And you finished? I finished Breath of the Wild, and I finally unlocked the Polaroid and the negative in Binding of Isaac. So how should we start? Is, just, is, is it just going to be a free for all? Well, I don't know. I think we, yeah, we didn't plan this through at all because like, no, well, I, spoilers are the spoilers are the no spoilers spoilers. 
Okay, fine. They're just, let's just, let's just say there's going to be spoilers. There will be spoilers for Breath of the Wild. Chances are, if you actually wanted to play Breath of the Wild and you care about spoilers, you would have already played it by now anyway. So, exactly. So fair enough. There will be spoilers for Breath of the Wild. You haven't finished it yet, though, have you? No. So there won't be spoilers for the ending because Ting hasn't got there. So what I listed down was top three moments. Oh, that's difficult. You should have told me to think well, about this. Well, I wrote it down. <laughs> Sorry, that sounded oh, too yeah. dismissive. Oh, yeah, so you did. <laughs> Whoops. Okay, well, let's do yours first and I'll think of something. I like the armor sets. I'm surprised how many armors, how many sets there are. It's like Dark Souls. I'm just going to compare everything to Dark Souls. It's like Fashion Souls. You can like you can dress up nicely. And like I wear armor just because it looks cool rather than utility a lot of the time. And there's dye. Dye? Yeah, you can dye your armor. I haven't actually bothered dyeing anything. I haven't even end. found out how to dye yet. What? Have I missed something? Yes. Uh oh. You've totally been where the dying place is. You just must have. You blind or something? <laughs> okay, I'll go back. I'm pretty sure I know where it is then. And surprises. Have you been to Labyrinth? Which one? I don't. Uh, Do you mean the one in Akala? Yes. The island. Oh, okay, fine. Yes, yes, I have been to that one. Amazing. 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 Amazing pun. <laughs> yes, it was really amazing. It was really amazing. I remember the first time, because the thing is, like, the game doesn't handhold you. I mean, everyone's saying this, but, and you can go anywhere whenever you like. And the first time I got to the island, well, the first time I tried to get to the island, I didn't quite have enough stamina. <laughs> I just fell to my doom, you know, like a meter before it. And then the next time I came back a bit later with more stamina and I landed on the island. And I was like, yes, I'm on the island and promptly got lasered to death by a guardian. And then I came back later again and yeah, was just wandering through. The labyrinth, trying to get to the the shrine at the center. Because you look at the map and you can see the route. I'm like, oh, the route's on the map. The route's on the map, but, but it's you, not. you don't know where you're actually trying to get to. It's not obvious where the actual entrance to the labyrinth is. It's just a load of paths that kind of like dead end at the back. The, yeah, but there's only one only path. One yeah, will get to the supposedly only one path gets to that middle block. But there's several paths that look like they get to the middle block. But there's no way to enter there. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You don't know which of them is the right path, so you still have to. Go back and forth. Well, I actually just climbed over the walls in the end. I had a lot of stamina by the time I went back there the last time, and I just climbed over the wall. I got to a dead end, and it wasn't the right one. I just climbed over the wall, got to another one, and explored there a bit. Climbed over again and went to yet another one. Oh, sorry right for some. You've really extended your stamina bar. Yeah, I spent most of my upgrades on the stamina bar to the extent that I could. Have you got the master sword? No. Have you found the master sword? No, I. No, it's around. It's around Death Mountain. Death Mountain? What mountain? It depends on your definition of around Death Mountain, I guess. Well, that's what I've been told. That's all I know. Someone has said it's near Death Mountain. Okay. I mean, I eventually, when I found the Master Sword and then tried to retrieve the Master Sword and the Master Sword starts to like drain your health as like a test and it, it only drains red health. So when you've got like yellow buff hearts, they don't count. It only drains your red health. And... I did not have enough red health to pull it out. And I kept coming back after each heart and I still didn't have enough to pull it out. And there's a character there who's like watching over the Master Sword. And they said, basically, it's like, oh, well, you know, it's not for lack of training, but, you know, you don't have enough health. You know, you've had enough upgrades, but you've just not put them in health. And so you can't take it out. You're just going to have to keep coming back later. Or there's a way to respec, hint, hint, which I actually, oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, actually I knew about. So you found the respec statue. Yeah, yeah that was quite neat as well. Well, now I know why people need it. There you go. Yeah, but I, I just mega buffed stamina. And the other thing I want to mention was April really likes to watch me play it. She finds it quite relaxing. 
she finds like she can contribute because the logic behind the game is much easier to grasp than others. It is a really fun and interesting game to watch. I mean, it looks good. And, and there's just so many secrets and random things. Like there's all these, like all the different horses. And, like, have, you found, have you found the giant horse? No. And have you found like the white horse? No. And, and there's like a skeleton horse as well. And there's like the Lord of the Mountain, like a glowing green kind of horse. Is Epona there? Epona? Epona is there if you use an amiibo because pay to win. Oh, you look so dejected. I heard that you can get like arrows just for having your amiibo there. Yeah, yeah, you can. Too bad. Uh, the thing I thought was interesting though is that the amiibo Sheikah Slate function is actually disabled by default, isn't it? At least it is on mine. What is the amiibo Sheikah Slate function? So you know when you bring up the runes and you've got like bomb and stasis and whatever, you, if you go into the menu, you can turn on amiibo and then there's an amiibo rune. Didn't know that. Yeah, so that's how you use the amiibos. And you have to select the amiibo rune and scan the amiibo and then you activate the rune and it like drops a load of buffs. It's gone. I've told you my top three. It's really hard to come up with a top three, actually. I'm trying to think of like particularly memorable moments. Like the first time I tried to fight a Lionel and got totally owned. And I was like, whoa, okay, I'm going to try harder. And then got totally owned. I was like, okay, let's leave this for another day. Have you, have you tried to fight a Lionel? No. I've only sneaked around one. Those things are badass. The four-legged ones, right? Yeah, the four-legged ones. Uh, surprises, surprises, surprises. Like, I was just exploring. I just love to explore, and I was just wandering well, around. But exploring with something in mind, or exploring for the sake of exploring? I was just exploring for the sake of exploring, because I, I deliberately tried to not rush through the game and just you know, mainline hitting the four divine beasts and whatever. So I did just randomly go off in other directions sometimes. When I saw something interesting, I would just go off and see what it was. So that's how I found that Labyrinth Island, for example, which I really enjoyed. There was another time when I saw a shrine off in the distance and it was too far to swim. And I just made a long chain of Coriolis pillars. Like I would make a pillar and then jump onto it and then make another pillar and swim to it and stand up and then make another pillar and swim to it and stand up. And that's how I crossed like this ocean to get to this shrine. And I went into the shrine and it was a major test of strength, which I hadn't encountered before. I'd done a minor test of strength and it was a piece of piss. And I thought, well, how hard can this be? And I got murdered, like completely destroyed. And it, it took me a long time before I was able to come back and actually beat that thing. I tried again, like similar to the Master Sword thing. I kept coming back every time i got a new weapon or every time i got some better armor and stuff and tried again i still just got like destroyed the only time i eventually won was when i had a frost like a giant frost sword and could freeze it like every hit froze it and that was enough for me to finally win oh that means i'm ready for that one as well then well i think you still have to be competent no i'm kidding yeah the frost sword made a massive difference and then moored to this island is a boat and then i got in the boat and rode off to another island in the distance and there was just have you encountered these challenges where suddenly you set foot on something and like this disembodied voice like the shrine voice comes out and says you know i so and so sage or something give you this challenge no not seen that so there's one in the thunder plains for example you go there and it says you know oh this is the thunder plains challenge you know bring the four orbs to their respective statues that, that was one of them but this island one is really interesting because you land on the island and it says like you survive with your equipment, but can you survive without it? And it takes away all of your gear and you have to try and survive on this island. 
with no gear. That was really interesting. I actually haven't successfully done it yet, but I haven't tried it since I've geared up so many times. I found this really early on in the game, but that's another really interesting thing. Like, There's all these things to discover, and I think I really enjoyed the fact that it didn't hold your hand. It gives you something to look forward to. It's like, oh, this is tough. I'm going to come back later. And then the feeling of accomplishment when you finally do it, much, much better. Uh, breaking into Hyrule Castle early. Another quite fun thing, like talking to people and them saying, oh, there's a secret way into Hyrule Castle. Or try going, you know, entering through the docks at the north rather than doing a frontal assault. And it's way easier. But then you can get into Hyrule Castle and just like climbing to the very top of Hyrule Castle. And the final battle, once you finally activate it as well, that's really cool. Once you've got the four divine beasts, like the cutscene, that was just like, yeah, amazing. Things I didn't like though... Just because, you know, I love to complain. No, we know we should do. Otherwise, it's not very balanced. I really didn't like Zelda's voice acting. Well, I think it's just like a preference thing. I think, does she have like a pseudo British accent? Maybe she's have a thing for like fake British accents. I don't like them. It's just not her natural voice. Yeah, it just sounds like she's really like forced. Like she's trying to sound really like pained or something. I don't know. So I didn't really enjoy the voice acting. Link's voice acting was top notch because he doesn't say anything. Yeah, I just think Zelda's voice acting in particular just wasn't very good. Or it didn't fit the tone of the game. And actually, King Roam as well. Maybe the voice acting in general I didn't really enjoy. It's not very good anyway. Yeah, and the plot. The plot, I don't think makes that much sense. But hey-ho, it's a Zelda game, you know. I guess the plot isn't going to be... Is it part of the plot that come, comes in early? Or makes up most of the, the story? Or is it something towards the end? So I finally got the true ending the other day. And I think the true ending is worse than the leaving it open ending. Maybe they're setting up for DLC. I don't know. I just, yeah. Are you going to bother with the DLC? I think I might do, actually. Yeah, I actually think I might do. There's still loads of the game that I haven't explored. And that was my next question. What were you completion stats i mean there are no explicit stats but well no there is an explicit stat i mean i i only noticed it there's so many mechanics in this game that they actually don't explicitly tell you like that there's this whole consistent theme throughout the game of like orange and blue like orange means you haven't done it yet and blue means you have and things that i realized afterwards like when you pull out the camera to take a picture of something if you haven't taken a picture of it already the reticle is orange and if you have it's blue because before i kept thinking oh i have to check if i've taken a picture of this before and then i realized oh no it tells me it's really nice or when you actually encounter a shrine and you've activated it but not finished it it will be in orange and if you've found all the chests in the shrine there'll be a chest icon next to the name as well so on the map, there's also a percentage out of 100. Where on the map is that? It's in the lower left corner. Okay. It's an, a number, not a bar. Yeah, it's a number. It's a number. It's above like a temperature or something. It's just like 22 degrees. And then like on mine, it says 19 out of 100. So 19% I've done. But you were telling me that's because like 60 or 70 of that percentage is just Korok seeds. I hope that's right. I've said it. But there's... Is it 900 Korok seeds? Oh, I don't know. There's so many. I had 400 and something, but whatever. It's it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of Korok seeds. I had real questions like, have you unlocked every region? Have you hit the tower? Every tower? So when I finished the game, I actually had two regions that I had just never really been to. Or I'd walked into them, but I hadn't explored. So I 
got the towers for those two regions only after finishing the game. And then things like, have you, how many shrines have you done? I think I've done about 60 shrines. And obviously you hit the four beasts. Yeah. Master Sword. Yeah. I got all the memories, did all the Divine Beasts, got the Master Sword. All in 55 hours-ish. Ish. How far are you? I've only done one beast, and I am pottering around Goron City. Well, uh, there's no point rushing it. You know, that's the thing. There's no point rushing it. It's it, it's fun, and there's there's so many, like, hidden challenges and little nooks and crannies and interesting, you know, callbacks to previous games. Because I couldn't do what you, you have done, where you've completed it with two areas remaining. I would, I'd like to... Because once I'm done, I'm done, I think. And I like skilling up. I really like... I'm really surprised how much armour there is. And the weapons too. Yeah, because I, I don't even have all the armour sets either. There are some armour sets that I haven't bought because I can't afford them. And then there's others where I just don't know where they are. The bonuses aren't told to you up front, are they? You mean the set bonuses yeah. for... Yeah, so you get a set bonus if you're wearing double upgraded armour from the same set in all three slots. And no, it doesn't tell you up front what those bonuses are. And things like, I've not got the house yet. I'm really looking forward to getting the house. Oh yeah, getting the house is nice. I've got the house and it's fully upgraded. But the other major side quest, which I do need to do, because I've heard it's really rewarding, is Tarrytown. So when you buy the house, there are three builders who are like tearing down this house and you buy the house off them. And one of the builders goes off on his own and he founds a new town. And you have to find people who are unhappy with their lives in Hyrule and bring them to his town for a new life. Oh, that's really cute. It is really cute. Yeah, at times it can be quite cute. But sometimes it's quite surprising. Like, for instance, there'll be a, a civilian, but it'll turn out to be one of the army of something. The Yiga clan. Yeah. I like those moments. Yeah, it's, it is fun. It is fun and surprising. And there's like still the moment of terror when, you know, I haven't played it so much that I'm completely jaded. Like I'm still, when I get targeted by a guardian, I'm like, Oh no, run away. But then I learned that again, like you can, you can parry guardian lasers. Did you know this? If you time just right, you can parry guardian lasers with even like a wooden shield and it will reflect it back at them and kill them. That's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy, but cool. That is cool. There's just so much stuff. I, d- I don't realise I can try it. That's why I, sometimes I forget I can experiment or that I should. Yeah, there's so many There's so many funny mechanics. Like, did you know you can feed the dogs? And if you feed the dogs, they'll lead you to treasure. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, and the dogs are so cute and I want to pet them, but you can't. Yeah. They, they'll follow you? They'll follow you, yeah. But if you feed them enough, then they'll lead you somewhere else. And you fo- if you follow them, they'll dig up a treasure chest. Had wolves attack me? Oh, I felt so bad about the wolves. Because I'm like, no, I want to be friends. And they're like, no, I'm going to chew your arm off. Like, no. Yeah, and you can't target them. But you can kill them. The wolves now, I know they're going to attack me. So you see a wolf and it goes, and while it's like howling, you just run up and punch it in the face. Sorry, wolf, it's you or me. If only you could just punch them in the face. You have to slice them up. Okay, you punch them in the face with a sword and get some gourmet meat. Yeah. Other cool stuff, like, you know, when you when you kill something in the volcano area and it just cooks the meat instantly when it hits the ground. And then the opposite happens when you're on a snowy mountain and you kill something and the meat turns into frozen meat when it hits the ground. I didn't know that. You can, if you don't have 
enough armor, for example, to survive in a really cold place, you can hold a torch and it will heat your body up. Or you can hold like a flaming, like a flaming sword and vice versa. If you're in the desert and it's too hot, you can be carrying the frozen sword and it will cool you down. That's neat. I've heard things like um, if you feed a rusty sword to an octorok, he'll clean it for you. Yeah, he'll spit it back out at you, but with the rust cleaned off. So many things. We've gone about this forever, but I, you know, this isn't really a proper Zelda spoiler cast. We're just like gushing about Zelda. We should have to cut the last few minutes out. It's like a... It's just a list. Pointless list wankery about Zelda. I'll tell you things I am hopeless at. I have no idea how to use metal bo- blocks and stasis. I'm not able to use them effectively outside a shrine. Have you, yeah, have you seen this? You can freeze a metal block, hit it a load of times, climb onto it, and then you can use it to just like transport you vast distances because it'll go flying off at a thousand miles an hour with you holding onto it. I've also heard that people are stacking the, the round bomb on top of the square bomb, blowing it up and using that to create some sort of propulsion at, you know, from a, a middle, so sur- no, a elevated surface or elevated position. Okay, that one's new to me. I saw one where they stack two minecarts on top of each other, and you use magnesis to ho- to lift the lump. Because the thing is, like, usually the magnesis power, if you're standing on the block you're trying to lift, it just cuts out. But if you stack two metal objects on top of each other, you can lift the lower one while standing on the upper one, and so you can make a flying machine effectively. <sighs> so I've seen like two minecarts stacked on top of each other. And he's holding the lower one. He's like going, Woo, and flying off. And I wonder how the speed runs are working out. Because I, I watched one. Well, after I finished it, I watched one. Yeah, sub one hour. I think the record is like 43 minutes now. They have to hit the four shrines. You have to hit the four. Yeah. So most of the time of the speed run is taken up by hitting the four shrines and getting the runes. Because there is like a hard-coded kill plane where if you don't have the parachute and you leave a plateau, you just die. So... You have to do the four shrines to get the glider. As soon as you've got the glider, they just go straight for Hyrule Castle and win, basically. And it's really tough because you've got three hearts. So basically, you just can never be hit. But they manage it. And they're, they're using food buffs too. So they'll use like a triple extra damage buff to be able to do enough damage to kill Ganon in a reasonable time. That's quite fun. You have to think about the the rations. Yeah, I think the route, you know, the optimization of the route has been... I mean, I watched one, but it wasn't the world record. But they're already doing, like, wacky stuff, like gliding off the plateau and, like, landing on a horse to make sure they've got a horse. Or then, I think a more optimised route, then you stasis and did that trick where you, like, hit something and hold on to it, and it just threw them most of the way to Hyrule Castle. Have you seen the thing about the glider challenge? Have you found the guy that says, oh, see how long you can glide for? No. And then there are videos of people gliding for, like, half an hour. Just by continually like shooting bomb arrows into the ground and getting lifted up by the updrafts. You can fire whilst in the glide. I guess you slow-mo. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to say I wasn't happy too keen on... What do you feel about the degradation of the weapons? Uh, I think it just encourages me to hoard loads of weapons. So the problem is really that I get a weapon and I'm like, oh, I don't want to use my good weapon. I'm going to just pick up some crap weapons to use. And instead I've just got... An inventory stuffed full of good weapons that I never use because they're like my nice weapons. I'm saving these for a special occasion. I'm saving these when important guests come around who I have to kill. And then most of the time I'm just using crap weapons. So you have a lot of slots then? I, I've upgraded my weapon slots a lot. But most of them are filled with weapons that I won't actually use because they're my good weapon. <laughs> so I'm, I'm carrying around like 
a guardian axe plus plus, a guardian sword plus plus, the giant frost sword, a giant flame sword, the lightning sword, blah, 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 blah. Do you have a policy of never picking up crappier weapons than what you're holding? I've got two or three slots that I usually just pick up crappier weapons on and just burn through them. Okay. Yeah, I'm always really worried about using weapons that I don't know how to get a replacement for. And so I'm just hoarding these weapons, like these, they're not unique weapons, but they're kind of like semi-unique, because I don't know how to replace them. Like, I don't know where to go to get another giant frost sword, for example, reliably. So I just, I'm holding onto this giant frost sword in case I need it. And did you play tablet mode this time? I played tablet mode while I was away. I mean, I've mostly been playing it docked using a pro controller. But So we've we've changed roles, right? So I'm now playing on the, with a the pro controller, and you're now playing with the Joy-Cons. On, on tablet mode, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I spent two weeks just playing nothing but tablet mode. So what do you think? I mean, tablet mode's fine. It's all right. The controllers. Like, yeah, I mean, when you're playing it on a tablet, it doesn't feel, you know, it feels more natural to be playing it with Joy-Cons then. I mean, I think it's suboptimal, but it's it's fine. I think the Pro Controller's great. Everyone should have it. The Pro Controller is really good. The analog stick and the buttons are the right size. They're not so clicky, not so plasticky. No, I'm surprised. Sometimes it's just worth, you get what you pay for. <laughs> it's not cheap it's not cheap it costs more than a ps4 controller the battery life is good though like i think i haven't charged it since it's been hard to get hold of i had to i think april had to call up and get it reserved for someone so i could pick it up yeah because i was originally going to try and buy you one lucky i couldn't find you one because someone else already got you one this this seems to be sold out everywhere now it was really easy to get one when I bought one, but I guess not so many people had Switches at that point. And now all the good Switch stuff, like all the good Switch games and all the Pro Controllers are just gone, in Hong Kong at least. I guess no one really appreciated how crappy the Joy-Cons were. I think crappy is too strong a term. Sorry. But, yeah. The Pro Controller's worth it if you can get hold of one. Because yeah, I didn't expect it. We can move on. Destiny 2. Oh, that's not a good sigh. What to say about Destiny 2? Uh, we can start with by reminiscing about how good Destiny 1 was. Destiny 1, an offensive Skinner box that trapped me in its loot prison for many months. I played so much Destiny 1. It's so bad, actually. It's so bad. I spent hours trying to solo the Nightfall, trying to solo the Heroic Strike. It was nice knowing that you were always there. I was like going mad. What was I doing? I have no idea. But if I logged on during the week, you were always there. That's quite comforting, I thought. It's so funny because I didn't even want to play Destiny. You were the one who convinced me to get it. You were like, oh, it's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. And I bought it on PS3. And you were like, oh, we're all playing on PS4. I had to buy a PS4 to play Destiny. It was amazing. It was good while it lasted. It was quite fun. I did quite enjoy... For me, I think the most fun was when it was, what, the Crota raid? Because it was just so dumb. We just spent the whole time trying to... You know what we did, actually? What I really enjoyed about Destiny was just cheesing it. I just enjoyed cheesing Destiny. Like I enjoyed cheesing the raid, like soloing the raid. I enjoyed cheesing the Nightfall. I'm like, okay, now you're going to hide in this corner and take pot shots. And we can't be hit and we're completely safe. And it takes like half an hour, but it's completely safe. Let's do this really dumb thing. 
And then when we got the Taken King, you couldn't cheese it. There were just like no exploits. They just designed it better this time. And it somehow was much less fun. It's like, I can't solo this by cheesing it. What's the point? I don't have time for this. <laughs> you don't have time for this. I don't have I don't have energy for this. Maybe it's more appropriate, yeah. I remember the first time, the first raid we did as a group, we had to get up at like 7am or 8am on a Sunday. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that lasted, I swear that lasted like 6-8 hours. It felt like that at least. We didn't even finish it, did we? No, we had to give up. Yeah, so Destiny 2, this Rally the Troops trailer you showed me. What did you think? I think, I mean, I think it is very tongue in cheek. They, they probably know that they've got two kinds of players. They've got ones who care about the lore, who are chumps because the story is garbage now. Because they had a story and they threw it away. And then they've got the people who are just playing it for the loot grind and like to switch their brain off and shoot things, which turns out to be me. Who would have thought? I think it's because I did care about the story and then I realized the story was crap because they actually, they, they, they literally threw away the original story and they were left with an incoherent mess that they've had to just go with i don't know what they're going to do for destiny 2 whether they're going to try and salvage the story or whether they're just going to literally throw it all away and just be luke grind fiesta what do they gain from fleshing out the law story is important man otherwise you may as well just like have i don't know <laughs> what's what's the point what's the point at all for the loot for the loot. Yeah, well, that's why I said there's two kinds of players. How, okay, real question is, do you think people will come up, turn, you know, turn up for the lore? Not now they won't. So they're probably doing the right thing by going loot heavy. But interesting, I, ne- I didn't clock on to the fact that that's how the trailer was pitched. Yeah, because it really alternated between the the serious, you're the guardians of the lost city and the lost city has fallen, you know, Blah, 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 survivors, etc. Fight back the darkness. And then like, yeah, whatever. You know, loop pinata. Yeah, there's a, there's a line at the end where he's, he's lost the crowd and then he just finishes, there will be loot. And everyone's like, yay. And that really spoke to me. So you know which camp I'm in. Yeah, but I'm going to miss my Galahorn. Galahorn? Yalahorn? My icebreaker. It's going to be on PC this time. Yeah, but I can't play it on PC because you chumps are going to play it on PS4. Are you going to buy us all PCs? <sighs> I'm not made of money. You've already got a PC. It's only Kevin who's holding us back. So there's one thing I asked that I couldn't even Google it because my memory's so poor. What was the the achievements, the medals you could get for e- at the end of each season? Is this like the moments of triumph or something? Yes, that's it. That's it. Yes. I, I mean, I only did it for the first expansion well, it wasn't even the first expansion i did it before the expansions came out didn't i because remember that was the whole thing about like killing atheon and getting all the dead ghosts and all that nonsense yeah i did it the first time i did get it what a waste of time that was i wonder if we'll play it destiny 2 yeah i think we'll play it probably about as much as we played battlefield 1 <laughs> kevin is not sold can't convince him to play it on battlefield yeah but he's up for Destiny, isn't he? Destiny 2? Destiny 2, yeah. Yeah. And he wanted to play Division as well. Division, Division, Division. Division just somehow ended up being not fun. Like, I actually did have fun when it was the the beta. 
But when it came to the actual game, yeah, I just couldn't sustain it. I just didn't enjoy it as much. Yeah, I when when it started, it was potential, potential, but it, it never came to anything. Whereas Destiny, it was fun from day one. As weird as that sounds, the yeah the the moment to moment gameplay of Destiny is and was fun. The meta loot grind of Destiny was horrible, and eventually became okay. There is potential. You never know. They might really be able to pull off something special this time. I think they will have learned from the mistakes from the first time, and they've got the time to polish it this time. That's not being rushed out after throwing away the plot. So you never know. I thought it was going to be a reboot, to be honest. I'm surprised that they are still having all the same characters in the trailers. They should do. They should do what? Reboot or keep them same? Keep the same characters. Otherwise, there's no... Why Why throw it all away? Is Bill Nye the speaker of the tower? Am I imagining that? I don't know. Just can't take it seriously, man. You have a problem with Bill Nye. That's the problem. It, was he in Love Actually? Was he the washed up rock star in Love Actually? Whenever the speaker is talking very seriously, I just imagine Bill Nye in his underpants grinding on some... Oh, dear. Yeah. Can't take it seriously. I'm sorry. What else has Bill Nye been in? I don't know. We need to we need to recreate your impression of Bill Nye. <laughs> Rehabilitate Bill Nye in my mind. Was he in Pirates? Why do I think he's in Pirates? Pirates of the Caribbean. Was he Davy Jones? Have you busted out IMDb? I've got Bill Nye dead. <laughs> what? That's one of the one of the Google's alternative suggestions. No. You're right. Even looking at him, I can't take him seriously. Oh, he was the Minister for Magic in Harry Potter. He was Davy Jones in Parts of the Caribbean. We call those magical movie moments, please. He was in Destiny. Yeah, he's the Speaker of the Tower in Destiny. Oh, dear. Oh, he was in Total Recall, the remake. He was in Dad's Army as well. I guess he does at least have a proper British accent. But not that one that's slightly ridiculous, though. Nothing wrong with that. All right, so Destiny 2. I hope we have time. I hope we have time. Yeah, you're going to be busy, man. You're going to be busy. I've, I, I'm getting weak. If I, if I even lose 15 minutes of sleep, I feel like, I feel shocking in the morning. My sleep pattern has been all over the place for the past month. But do your eyes burn? No. Wait, just... When you wake up? <laughs> No, because I'm not a wimp. <laughs> they're constantly burning. I just live with it, Ting. Oh, dear. Yeah, so if I wake up for like 15 minutes, the fact I've woken up for just 15 minutes and then had a broken sleep cycle, everything has gone out of... goes out of whack. Just so weak. It's like taking substances that you take. <laughs> what, what? I don't know what... Neurofin cold and flu. That helps you wake up. It doesn't help you sleep. No, it's, the, it's waking up that's a problem. The eyes are burning in the morning and I can get to sleep. It's just I wake up for 15 minutes, half an hour before I go back. I don't know, man. For a, for a long time, I was so tired. I would just wake up when my alarm went off and I would be like, oh, and I have to turn off my alarm. And then my second alarm would kick in and I'd like turn that off too. And then my third, no, you really need to wake up alarm would go off. Are these separate <laughs> physical alarms? No, they're all on my phone. No, oh, that's your, that's, you know, that that's the rookie. 
That's a rookie mistake. They're not like further and further away from the bed. But then recently, I've just been waking up at crazy times in the morning. I keep waking up at like six in the morning. Like normal people. Like normal people. It's awful. How do people put up with it? I've still been getting to work late. <laughs> we should move on. So, we want to talk about disappointments. Recent disappointments. What do you want to start with? You basically wanted to talk about the end of Mad Cats. Yeah. They've been I, didn't, around... I didn't even realise they'd folded, to be honest. They've been around for so long, I just never thought they'd go away. What did they make? They made the... You were saying they make, you know, the joypad you give your younger brother, or, you know, younger sibling, whatever. friend who's come round but you don't really like him, but you, <laughs> but you can't have a choice. That sounds a bit rude, a bit close to home. It's like I've really got one of those. I was always interested in buying the Rat 9 mouse. Did you remember those? No. Oh, they made this amazing looking mouse called like the Rat 9. It's like Cyborg Rat 9. And it had like a whole load of buttons, but it had a whole load of dials that adjusted like the spacing and size of the mouse and you could put like different weights in it and stuff. I never actually bought one of these things, but I kept thinking, oh, I should get that for my next mouse. From the 90s? From like, no, it's like 2000s. It's like mid 2000s onwards. That's not a great name for the mid 2000s, by the way. Uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you a picture of one of these things. So there's one we do like separate bits, and like you can twiddle the dials to like adjust the spacing of all the buttons, and you can change the what the beat of the LEDs. LEDs. It, they didn't have LEDs back in the day when I first wanted one, but I think I guess it's just yeah, moving with times as how they are now. I don't know. As I said, I never actually bought one of these things. I mean, it's like the epitome of like style over substance, but they just look really cool. They do look really cool. Actually, it's not style over substance because it, they were originally supposed to be really, really customizable before they went all glowy LEDs. Anyway, that's the main thing of Mad Cats that I regret not buying. Yeah, I just thought they would always be around. There'll always be these peripheral makers. Did they make the instruments for some of the like rhythm games as well and stuff? Am I getting confused? Yeah, they did it for... Oh, I don't know which one, though. It's a rock band or guitar hero. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Because they published they published it, and that's what pushed them over the edge. Oh, is that what did it? They backed the reinvention yep. of plastic instruments, but it didn't happen. Rock band was so much fun, though. It's so funny that no one plays it anymore. Do you remember? Like, there, was a, there was a period when everyone was always playing rock band. It's like, oh, do you want to come around and play rock band? Or was this just me? Uh, Guitar Hero, yeah. Don't know if I want to play Rock Band. Oh, it's so much fun. The The drums are hard as well, man. Drums are hard. Like, as soon as you have to involve your foot, I just realised, like, wow, my brain is not wired up to control my foot this precisely. Yeah. But did you, did you sing as I guess you didn't sing as well. Yeah, I could sing. But whilst, Did, did whilst you not drumming... hear my Katy Perry rendition earlier? I didn't know. I can't tell, I'm sorry. I'm too tone deaf. I had to, you know, I had to get April to help me with the, the stupid witness puzzles. Yeah, I can't tell. My my singing is not good, don't worry. <laughs> We've never been to karaoke. It's a very Hong Kong, it's a very Hong Kong thing, it's a very Asian thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we have not yet gone. But karaoke was a bit of a disappointment here because, like, the English song selection is not very good. You need to bring your own. Yeah, That's- I should bust out rock band. Oh well, too bad. Anyhow, so you were, you were, you you sided on the rock band side. We had Guitar Hero at home, 
but I think Rock Band was more fun. I never actually bought Rock Band. I often thought about it, but I never actually pulled the trigger and bought it. So yeah, you played Guitar Hero at home. I used to really like rhythm games. I used to play a lot of DDR. I had several sets of custom DDR mats. DDR being Dance Dance Revolution. How many mats did you have? Uh, I had two sets of like thin plastic mats. And then I had, they, they kind of like got a bit janky and I bought two new sets of plastic mats. And I also bought two sets of foam mats. I never went as far as buying a metal, like an actual metal proper set. Though I did think about it several times. I, I mostly played it when I was like a penniless student before I became Sir Michael of having disposable income. Foam mats? Does that work? Yeah, they were like made of like interlocking sets of foam in like a zip bag kind of thing. So it, it had much more substance than the like the thin plastic mats. The thin plastic mats actually were quite responsive in the end as well. They were okay. What did you dance to? What did you like to dance to? I just really like the I, I really like the DDR like original music tracks. Like Absolute or so deep paranoia i'm trying to remember all of these like ddr tracks does it's kind of like japanese pop yeah it's all like weird j-pop stuff a lot of it is written specifically for ddr and there was like this massive community on the internet as well that used to do their own custom song packs often it would be like j-pop and they put their own steps and like song files together there they go random diversion there anyway other disappointments oh we want to talk about your your iToy gun? <laughs> With plastic peripherals. Yeah, I've got the... Is it the iToy gun? I don't know. It's like a... You've seen it, right? I've seen it. Yeah, it's like a weird, like... It's like a weird, like, red and white plastic thing that you shove a PlayStation Move controller into. But it's only a pistol. It's just a pistol, yeah. Because one Kevin's got is like a rifle. You, you know, you feel like you should play your games on your knee. You know, <laughs> one knee and you're, and you're hunched over. Yeah, this one I think came with time crisis 5 or something i don't know what number of time crisis are up to now but when i bought the ps3 i bought it with it's really funny thinking back to when i bought the ps3 i bought the ps3 in hong kong because i had refused to buy one in europe on principle uh, what principle is that the whole backwards compatibility fiasco and charging 400 pounds not 400 dollars for a console that was worse so i refused to buy one but when i moved to hong kong i was like oh well whatever all my stuff is in shipping and won't get here for ages. Let's buy a PS3. And I bought it with the Move Heavy Rain Move Edition because I really wanted to play Heavy Rain because I was feeling all arty farty. Did you play it with Move controls? Then? I did play it with Move controls oh. and it was a nightmare. And I just gave up towards the end because it was just too hard and finished it with the controller. Oh, you did finish it? Yeah, I did finish it. Sean! Is that right? Yeah, and I got the light gun stuff and I had Time Crisis. I also bought Dead Space 2. Never played it. I originally really wanted the PS3 to play Dead Space 2 because I've been watching someone do a Let's Play and I thought, oh, this game looks so much fun and they're, so, you know, they're having so much fun playing it and being terrified out of their wits. I want to play it myself. Bought it. Never got around to actually playing it, probably because I didn't really want to be terrified out of my wits. Okay, we're going to talk about other disappointments recently. One of them being Mass Effect Andromeda. How are you entitled to call this a disappointment, Ting? On what basis? What are your qualifications? I've only played Mass Effect 2. Only oh, a few you hours. Have, oh, you have played Mass Effect 2? <laughs> yeah. Well, a few hours. Only a few hours, though, let's be honest. I wanted Andromeda to be good so I could buy it. So you wanted to get into the Mass Effect franchise? Yeah, I have 2 and 3. What 
system do you have two and three on? PS3? Yeah. But I have two on PC as well. And there was this whole dilemma of whether I should get three on PC as well. But that's... Does that matter? I don't think so. Well, it doesn't matter if you're not going to play it. Yeah. I have... I think I have two and three on PC. And I have one, two, and three on Xbox 360. And I've just never finished three. I played one and two. And then three came out. And I just never quite got around to it. And I remember there was a whole massive brouhaha over the fact that you needed to play multiplayer to get the best ending at the time i think they actually patched that out but for a long time you just play multiplayer to get the best ending and i just it just really put me off playing it i just never got around to it and mass effect is one of those games that will get 95 as well that's what i was expecting i guess that's why i was had such high hopes for it it probably is a disappointment by mass effect standards like everyone had such high hopes for it well i say everyone i mean i was like uh, I was not particularly interested in playing it, I've got to admit. It's weird, because you would think it'd be right up my street, but I actually always find Mass Effect a little bit... Because the thing is, I really like RPGs, and I really like sci-fi, and I think if you're, like, not a massive sci-fi RPG snob, it probably is really good, but given that I just really like these things, I was just like, it just never quite lives up to my expectations. What's wrong with Mass Effect? It's kind of like sci-fi light. Like it doesn't, it doesn't have enough like self-consistency or detail to its universe. Like its universe doesn't make sense if you think about it for too long. And it's just like, well, it may as well just be swords and magic. Hmm. That's what I noticed. It's actually, it feels like an action adventure game more than an RPG, which I liked for me. Like, let's, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a snob. Let's not pretend that I'm a snob. I thought it was fine. Yeah, I mean, it was I, much lighter than I expected. I did enjoy it. I did play one and two, and I keep meaning to play three, but never quite getting around to it. So you know, and we, when we were walking back to this place, we had discussions saying, "I said this is the end of the Mass Effect reboot." Oh yeah, but you said no. Uh, come on, they're going to make a sequel, and and uh, yeah, okay, I'll put my money where my mouth is. I will bet you. One dollar. <laughs> no, but I, I would I would put money on them making Mass Effect Andromeda two but within they, five years. But they, you know, they did Dragon Age two, which wasn't well received, but it wasn't as bad as Andromeda. No, come no, on, Andromeda's wasn't. not that bad. Uh, again, I'm getting like just purely from reviews. That's all. I think there was some jankiness to the animations, which is I think largely fixed by the recent round of patching and then there was a lot of shouting from various different people about them not being happy with the plot or the betrayal of certain people in the plot probably true you know what i haven't really looked into the plot i just know it's in andromeda i assume that it's set after mass effect 3 and maybe they had to evacuate the milky way don't know meh Anyway, I really want to talk about other disappointments in other franchises. I wonder if you have any. Oh, I definitely do, but... It's Master of Orion. Oh, yeah! <laughs> How could I forget? Wow. I just I just managed to move on. You brought all the pain rushing back. Yeah, Master of Orion 3. Ugh. That's probably the big one for me. But, there's a but. But, now there's Stellaris, so it's fine. 
SimCity. I've never actually played SimCity. SimCity is still good to me. I you still, liked it, yeah. I still play SimCity. I was, I was telling you the other day about the cost of moving to city skylines. It's just too great for me. I'd rather be building my little model village in SimCity and knowing how it works and how the moving parts fit together. No Man's Sky. But then I, I expected to be disappointed, so... I put things like Assassin's Creed. I really want that to be good. I really want to buy Assassin's Creed. Every year I want to buy Assassin's Creed. Have you played any of them? Yeah, I had, had the first one and the second one. One that, you know, one of the middle second ones. I really like them. I could see what they were doing or what they wanted to do. But for some reason, all they do now is build amazing cityscapes, but not put anything to back it up. I think like Zelda Skyward Sword disappointed me. Really? But now we've got Breath of the Wild, so all is forgiven. I never, I never played it. You know what's going to happen is that we're going to stop recording this podcast and I'm going to just remember like 10 other disappointments. I'm going to be like, all night I'm going to be like, oh, and that disappointment too. What the, what are they thinking? I mean, like Dragon Age 2, I guess. Dragon Age, but then Dragon Age in itself disappointed me, to be honest, after Baldur's Gate. Neverwinter Nights. I mean, a lot of these things are being unfair because... It's a disappointment when you compare it to that thing because you just wanted more of the same and they've done something different. So some of these are unfair. I don't know what was that. What was important to you at the time back then, back in the day? I wrote down here Tomb Raider. I thought Tomb Raider was they were doing well. They had a good thing going and then they released that Angel of Darkness. Do you know what's funny? What? I've never played a Tomb Raider game. I mean, that's actually technically a lie because I have played... Tomb Raider 2 for like 10 minutes but I hardly think that counts so I've no. basically never played a Tomb Raider game so I don't know no I, I, the other franchise I had was Splinter Cell which you definitely won't know anything about then yeah I definitely haven't played that yeah that's like saying oh what do you think of FIFA and I'm like there's a ball so I don't uh, I don't know I, Gears did you ever believe in Gears no not particularly I was dis. You know what? You know what? Because we—that's like the first game where we kind of like played together. You were really keen to play Gears. You were like, "Oh, you've got Gears. Let's play it." And so we, the two of us, played through Gears of War one together. And then it was like, "Let's play through the whole franchise." And so I bought Gears of War two. And I know there's this whole thing on the internet with. I'm sorry, I'm just gesturing my hands wildly now. There's this whole thing on the internet with Anita Sarkeesian. And feminist frequency, and a load of people saying that the videos are blow, you know, whatever, polarizing. Let's say, I one of the things she said was that the plot of Gears of War Two was not just bad but offensive. And then I thought, oh, it must be all hyperbole, especially with all the things people are saying about her. We played Gears of War Two. The plot of Gears of War Two was offensive. Seriously, yeah. man, I I was actually like taken back. I was like, did that just happen? Is this actually, this isn't a joke, right? This is the actual plot. They actually re- th- released this and thought this was an appropriate. So in that sense, Gears of War 2 was a disappointment. The actual gameplay was quite fun. But I would actually go so far as to say that the actual plot was offensive. Like, you know, the plot made me physically unwell. I thought this is just, oh dear, yeah, lost for words. Anything else? Oh man, I don't know. I don't know. I need, I need some time to think. What what console? What genre? JRPGs, Final Fantasy. Not really anymore. Oh dear, Final Fantasy. But I think PC stuff hits you harder. 
there have definitely been some games where I was really looking forward to them and I played them for like five minutes. I was like, this is a wreck. We've already mentioned Master Ryan, but the other one, Deus Ex Invisible War. That was a massive disappointment. Did you play it? Yeah, I played it. I thought, oh, well, I don't know any better. Did you play the first one? Yeah, I played the first one. You played the original Deus Ex? Yes. And you played them in order? Well, I didn't finish the first one. Did you finish the second one? No. Okay, good. But I didn't find anything truly offensive with Invisible Wall. I think it was just so dramatically dumbed down. Yeah, so the bullets, all bullets fit different guns. One type of bullet fits all guns, right? Is that yes. one of them? It was just really, really streamlined to the point of being... It, it was just, it was just diminished compared to the first game. That's a good word. Yeah. They they cut out so many of the systems and even things like the game world, like the maps were just smaller. There was just far less to it in every sense. So that was definitely a disappointment to me. But saying that, you know, these things have come back. I do think that Mankind Divided was actually quite good, for example. So, yes, it's not all over. And it won't be over for Mass Effect either. Okay, fine. Don't know how to bring this all to like a, a comfortable conclusion, a satisfying one. We should come full circle and talk about how disappointing the pizza and milk was. Whether that will continue, whether there'll be a sequel to that. A sequel to the pizza and milk. If you read more Reddit, I would suggest, why don't we try it with rice? Like 5 out of 10 on its own, 7 out of 10 with rice. Never mind. I need to eat, read more Reddit. You really don't need to read more Reddit. <laughs> so we were Lost Levels Club. We still are Lost Levels Club. Please rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. Please. Please email us on mike.and.ting at lostlevels.club. You can find us on Twitter. At Lost Levels Club. And we're on YouTube. Which does not have a catchy URL because we don't have 100 subscribers. Please subscribe to us on YouTube. Link in the show notes. Are you grateful for anything? I'm grateful for pizza and milk. I'm grateful I went on a holiday. I'm grateful it's the long weekend for Easter. So Michael says bye. Bye Bye-bye.